Hello and welcome to Care Insights with the Outstanding Society, the podcast channel created by the Outstanding Society to share and celebrate best practice whilst raising the profile of the social care sector. The Outstanding Society is a community interest company and membership is free to all, not just those who have achieved an outstanding rating. If you would like to join, please visit our website or follow the links in this episode. The Good Care Group offer a live-in care service and have an overall outstanding CQC rating, achieving outstanding in all of the key lines of inquiries. Zoe is joined by Hannah and Jane, and together they discuss the innovation the Good Care Group has put in place to ensure their clients receive the best possible care. Welcome to this episode of Care Insights with the Outstanding Society. Delighted today to have Hannah Morgan and Dr Pritchard with us. Hannah, can I start by asking you to introduce yourself and tell me a bit about your role? Yeah, no problem. Lovely to be here. Um, So I have been working with the Good Care Group for nearly 11 years now, um, and it is really where I started my kind of care journey, so to speak. Um, I've worked in various roles, predominantly operations, so everything from care management through to um, director of ops, and more recently for the last year or so, um, chief operating officer. So my responsibilities really cover um, the uh, care delivery side of the business, so the hands-on care. So I manage the ops team, and also my remit covers um, the resourcing, so that's recruitment marketing, recruitment delivery, um, and then it really expands across across the business. But um, yeah, I'm also a registered manager for the business. So I've been registered manager since 2019 and obviously supported the team through to getting our kind of outstanding, which we're really proud of. Excellent. You should be incredibly proud um, in, in all five of the key lines of inquiry, which is absolutely amazing. And it was lovely to hear there about your career journey as well, because, you know, social care does have really good career pathways within it. Dr. Pritchard, could I ask you to introduce yourself, please? Yes, of course. I'm Jane. I'm a consultant admiral nurse, um, which is a specialist dementia nurse. And I've worked for the Good Care Group for nearly seven years now. I'm a mental health nurse by background, and I qualified 20 years ago now. Um, I don't know where that time's gone. Um, (laughs) I've been a consultant nurse for 13 years, and consultant nurses are experienced nurses that have been specialised, sorry, have been specialised in a chosen area of practice, and mine is obviously dementia. Um, we work across different domains of nursing, including clinical. Obviously, getting outstanding in in all five of the key lines of inquiries is is absolutely fantastic, and and retaining it. Can you just tell me a bit about that rating and 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 what that means for your team and and how you got there? So, if I can give you a bit of background about the Good Care Group, so we are a national care provider focused predominantly on live-in care. Um, So we provide care to people in their own homes across England and Scotland. Um, We were founded by our then um, chief exec, who was really looking for a high quality live-in care service, which would enable her for her own family to be able to provide the best quality care, allow them to live well in their own home, in their own community, until the end of their life, really. So really for them, it was a personal journey. They weren't, they didn't see anything on the market that really met their needs. They didn't see anything particularly aspirational at the time. So they started the Good Care Group with a team of people who come from different backgrounds. Some of it was media, some of it was um, care homes, quite big care home names. Um, And really the focus has always been on 
high, the highest quality care. So uncompromising um, care delivery to predominantly older adults. Majority of our clients are living with some form of dementia. Um, and then we also, I say, specialize in supporting people post-stroke, uh, general frailty, Parkinson's, other neurological conditions, so MS and MND. And really it's what we wanted to do is to build kind of an aspirational brand. So we are private, predominantly private pay, which we appreciate is is kind of um, a bit of a limiter for many people who want to stay in their own homes. So it's not just about the actual care delivery within those people's homes. It really is to create this kind of aspirational brand, I suppose. So we are really focused on innovation, technology and care. The focus of the business is very much improving people's outcomes, so very outcome focused. So our quality assurance team and the ops team, it's all driven around how can we review all of the data that we've got. We've been using technology for years. We've kind of built our own bespoke platforms specific to our client client group so that we can um, really analyze all incident data, daily care notes, medications data. And then every year we'll put together quite a specific strategic improvement plan based on the outcomes that we've kind of we know what we'd like to focus on so for example it will be reducing falls um, reducing the use of antipsychotic medications particularly with our clients with dementia uh, reducing chest infections hospital admissions and urinary tract infections as an example and really then our focus as a business is to educate our teams um, and deliver the best care to reduce reduce those higher higher risk areas to our clients. And that has been our focus. And I think we attract people who want to work for an outstanding provider. And I think we retain excellent care professionals because we treat our people well and everybody knows what their contribution is to making sure that the lives of our clients in their own homes is the best it can possibly be. So, you know, it isn't automatically somebody needs more than four visits a day so they move into a care home it's creatively together what solutions can we find for this person to stay living well at home if that's the best place for them so really the focus has been unwavering throughout that whole journey and then the more we've expanded we've obviously got a specialist care team so jane and her team we've got you know really proud to have i think i believe we're the only living care provider who employ our own admiral consultant admiral nurse We've also developed her team. So now we have our head of product development, who's our occupational therapist. We've got a second occupational therapist. We've now got a registered general nurse on board. Um, and we are in the market to kind of expand that specialist team to include a dietitian um, and really kind of harness the experience that everybody has to make sure that, you know, the clients who are receiving the care are receiving the best possible care. So our focus is around kind of recruitment, retention, and then developing our teams um, retaining them, you know, progressing everybody, all with a focus to make sure that people can stay living well in their own homes. Um, yeah. So that's really what what our strategic aims are. Um, and nobody loses sight of that. I think that's really the really key. So every, even our head office team, everybody's really clear on what their contribution is to that. So someone who works in finance appreciates that through to somebody who works on our support teams. Um, and so I think we're actually incredibly good now at evidencing, demonstrating what that means to our care delivery. So the, the notes that we, that we um, all the care notes that we've got, we've got, I think we've administered on our EMAR something like 25 million medications, individual medications over the last five years that we've launched it. So there's loads of tech that we're using, innovation. Um, 
and really trying to be market leaders when it comes to delivering exceptional dementia care at home. So that's really been our focus. And I think when an inspector comes and sees that level of passion and sees that we can evidence that we've, you know, what our clients are three times less likely to fall and incur, in, incur a, a serious injury at home as they would be if they moved into a care home. Um, and the, our incident rate is significantly lower per individual than it would be if somebody had moved into a care home. I think it kind of really demonstrates the value add for communities as well as for that individual. So the focus is, that's that's really our key focus. And I, I think that's really what led us, that, you know, that vision, that passion is really what led us to achieve those, that outstanding across all domains. So we're really, Amazing. really proud of it. Absolutely. No, you should be really proud. And I think I think one of the key things for me, I want to come back to the industry leading um, training, but it's fantastic that you have a dementia specialist. Oh, Can amazing. you tell me a bit about that role, please, Jane? I work as what's called an admiral nurse and we're specialist dementia nurses um, and our role is developed and supported by the charity Dementia UK. Admiral Nurses were named by the family of Joseph Levy, who founded the charity. He had vascular dementia and was known as Admiral Joe because of his love of sailing. Admiral Nurses provides emotional and practical support for families and people living with all forms of dementia, including Alzheimer's disease, which is the most common type. In my case, I also support uh, professional carers and care managers who work alongside people living with dementia and their families. That, that's amazing. And I, th I, th I think something key that you said there is about providing family members with ongoing emotional and practical support. And, and it also sounds like to me it's... Um, it's it's the culture of how you look after your teams as well. You've mentioned um, recruitment, but actually there's a huge focus on on retention as well. And if you can offer that emotional support, I don't know whether you can expand on that a bit more for me uh, and how that whole culture of the organisation um, helps with the care that you provide. So we have got um, quite a specific retention strategy. So we've got what we call our people strategy plan um, and we meet as a senior team monthly to review um, how we recruit the best people, you know, how we attract them. And really importantly, once we have them, how we retain them. So what else can we do? What else can we do to make sure people stay happy at work? I think after the pandemic, we saw a huge, um, there was a big risk of losing lots of people from the industry in general, um, losing them to other industries such as retail and hospitality. And we're keen to make sure that once you know, we want to keep these people's passion and we want to make sure that they want to work with us, essentially. So our retention strategy is reviewed kind of on a monthly basis. We need to make sure that we're paying people the best in the market. It's really important for carers. Um, it's not a very well rewarded job or not very well recognized job, unfortunately. So all of our carers we refer to as professional carers um, because we want to make sure that they receive the acknowledgement that they deserve for the job that they do. So that's really important. We also have quite clear development pathways. So every every member of our team has um, their own personal objectives. Um, we want to be very clear around where someone's envisaging they would like to go with their career. Because I think you could have a, a very fulfilled and long career in social care, and it's not very well received sometimes. So we're really trying to we're really trying to change that perception, however we can. So professionalizing the role, giving people good salaries. Um, making sure that they get good benefits, making sure that they have kind of individual 
support plans with their manager. We're really clear with where they want to go with their career. So we're actually really proud that of our head office staff, we have about 700 professional carers. And of our head office staff, I'd say 10% used to be professional carers with us. And they've gone through our development pathways to enable them to move to kind of a head office role um, if that's where they want to go. So, and then within our kind of operations team, there are development pathways for somebody who works in our support team, for example, they want to become a care manager. We've got very clear development pathways for them to be able to achieve that. So the combination of shadowing, buddying, um, additional training, support of Jane's team as well. She's an incredible support to our care management teams who are often dealing with very high emotional, high stress situations with families who are in crisis often. So having all of that support, it's kind of that pastoral support, really, what else can we do? And we're not, we're fairly self-critical, you know, what else, what else? There's got to be something more that we can do. We kind of scrutinize every single carer who leaves the business to determine really why that was. And we've recently introduced an hourly care service in London. So we appreciate that live-in care is, is it's a real lifestyle choice. You're away from home. With our, with our clients, you're often working with somebody with dementia. It can be exhausting. You're away from your support network. So we're trying to make sure that we keep people connected. We keep them well supported. So excellent communication, really understanding what their kind of um, personal situations are so that we can transfer them between different settings if needed if you know living care doesn't work for them and it's been really helpful we've seen kind of a 30 percent reduction in resignations year on year for the last three years so we're really pleased that people have seen how much effort i think people put into making sure that they're well cared for because obviously they're providing such an amazing service and we would hate to think somebody left because they didn't feel well supported or um, they weren't they weren't recognized really so it's a huge it's a huge part of all of our work and everybody contributes to that yeah no th thanks for sharing that Hannah and and I wrote down something that that just makes you stand out as an outstanding provider it's the what else yeah constantly looking to you know strive to improve which I think is absolutely fantastic I'd really like to know more about your structures I know at the beginning of our conversation you talked about occupational um occupational health um maybe employing a dietitian you've got an RGN so how do all the members of your multidisciplinary team support each other and people know what everybody's doing and, and how you can work together to improve the, the lives of people living at home? Um, so I think we all work really well together as a team. Um, I think we have a common goal and obviously a common purpose. I think we want to do the best that we can for people. I think we want to make a difference to people's lives and that's fundamentally why we're in the jobs that we are, I guess. Um, it's really helpful having an occupational therapist, for example, because you can do joint working with some of our clients. Um, it enables you just to look at the the whole kind of holistic picture, I suppose, um, rather than just focusing on, say, falls or pressure ulcers or some particular, some other particular part of their care. You can you can actually look at the whole person um a lot easier and yeah it's just it's just been great having that having that clinical team around us um we work as i say very closely together we have clinical supervision together and yeah it just it just works really well and i think it's a key part of the the service that we offer 
I think also the way that our team is structured, um, so Jane and her team sit within our operations team um, and Jackie, who who manages that team, also sits on our senior leadership team. So she is kind of very much, I hate to say the phrase, on the pulse with what's going on and um, has input into our training piece, which I know we'll touch on um, so it has so and Jane and her team are also subject matter experts with our training team as well. So the operations team, when it comes to the care delivery team, have a lot of exposure to Jane um, and Jackie and our other um, our nurse and um, soon to be dietitian because our train they come together every couple of months to do training sessions and, and Jane and Jackie will look at all of our outcomes um, and what's going on for our clients at that time. And then we'll develop the training that's required for our ops team. So it's fairly dynamic, I'd say, um, and very responsive to the needs of our clients at that time. So for example, if um, in summer we've seen some concerns over skin integrity because of the heat, we will put on some specific training and Jane will lead that with our team. So they have a lot of exposure to one another, which means that those interactions can be fairly informal sometimes, which is really helpful. That's brilliant. And I, I love the reactiveness of, of you know, ev everybody's going to have problems within their organisation or identify areas that we can improve on. Um, so being reactive to that is, is absolutely fantastic, which I think leads us on to, to training. So so can you tell us about your industry leading training um, that you offer your teams? Absolutely. We're so proud of the training offer that we um, uh, that we've developed at the good care group so if i start with our professional carers all of the carers that come to join the good care group they have already got professional care experience as a prerequisite for working with us uh, with the exception of a small cohort where we do kind of an in-house additional training program so our carers come to us with some care experience and then they will join our five-day in-house residence as a residence program where they will learn everything from kind of the culture and values of the business what our goals and objectives are through to um, client conditions, depending on the, you know, the demographic of our clients. So a big focus on dementia care. So obviously Jane's helped develop that. Um, Parkinson's, uh, other neurological conditions. And then that five days is also part of the recruitment process. So if any point there's concern about values or um, it doesn't look like the roles fit quite right, that will be um, it's kind of an assessment as well at that point. So that's a really important part of our recruitment process. Um, that training is um, has been endorsed by Age UK, which we're really proud about. We're really proud of, sorry. And we are um, looking to continue to develop. So every year we'll make sure that the subject matter experts will review, making sure that it's still um, as up to date as it possibly can be. So all of our carers go through that program. They're then required to do the care certificate, which we will support them with. Um, and what we're really proud of is our um, advanced training offer. So Jane can explain a little bit more around our advanced dementia training. So about 700 carers, at least 50% of them have got their level two diploma. We've supported them to get to that. So we're really, really proud of that and all the work that they've done to get through those, um, those additional training modules. And we have these additional advanced training courses for our, head, for our carers, sorry, that Jane can describe to you in a second. Um, and we've had over 20% of people enrolled in that. So this is kind of showing that they're really committed to their own learning and how we can support them through that. So we're, yeah, we're really, um, really pleased to see the engagement that we have. And when we talk about retention, it very much is around what we can offer them in terms of their development. And this is just kind of part of that. But I'll let Jane talk around the um, 
dementia training and then I can go back to talk about head office um, afterwards if that's okay. Thanks. It'd be great to hear from you, Jane, about the advanced training. So we have two different programmes. We have something called the ADAPT course, which is our dementia step-up course. And that um, has been designed and facilitated by myself and Jackie Cooper, our um, head of products at the moment. Um, so it walks, I guess, people through a whole series of different skills um, and knowledge that they need in order to work really effectively with people with dementia. So the ADAPT training includes modules about communication, it involves modules about um, learning about the brain and also de-escalation techniques and working with um, people with distressed behaviours. The model which we've just created and which we're very proud of and just about to launch is called EVA and that will be our kind of foundation model. So um, EVA stands for engagement, validation, enrichment and relationships. And we've developed what's called a relationship-centered model, um, which is an approach to care where family involvement is really key and they're seen as really important partners in the person's care. So our model is, as I say, due to be launched imminently and um, involves training on those on those four principles that I spoke about. So we're, we're really hoping it will bring considerable benefits um, to both people living with dementia and their, their families. That sounds amazing. And, I, and I'm sure um, as, as a leading provider in this, you, you talked about families being involved. Um, do, do your families come to training sometimes? How do, how do you involve the, the family within that organisation or embed in it in everything that you do? I think putting on webinars is something that we found fairly um, effective in the past around various topics. So, um, it might be reduction in falls and that it hasn't always been specifically just for our clients we've invited members of the public who Nothing. are just interested in different topics and jane's done a lot of um kind of training in hospitals etc to help train staff um, and the police for example to help train them to be able to interact better with somebody they might encounter who's living with dementia i think our, the training with us with our families i suppose is a more on individual basis so our clients live across england and scotland so getting people together in person is, is often quite problematic I'd say um, and what we'd like to do is kind of really keep that person-centered approach so we're currently piloting um, individual cognitive stimulation therapy which is kind of more um, individual per placement across some of our with some of our clients and I think Jane Jane and her team's role is, is really key about rather than doing big training sessions it will be kind of what is going on for that client at that time and how can we adapt to it how can we um, how can we be responsive to those needs if they're changing how to come to terms with that often um, and really understanding what the situation is for that person because for the family and often it, our clients live with a spouse or a family member to kind of adapt to re, kind of re, recalibrate your relationship with a family member is often the most difficult bit and it's, it is coming to terms with the changes in their condition and responding to that is is so it's so difficult for lots of our family members so our care management team we we do a lot of training with them on how to have those sensitive conversations around end of life care how do we plan better for somebody to stay at home 
where do they want their care to be? Do they want to transfer in and out of hospital to a care home, for example? So having those conversations really early on in somebody's um, time with the good care group has been absolutely vital. So we've done a lot of training with our team with um, an end of life consultant, for example, around understanding the symptoms of end of life care, how to explain that to a family member, in what time frame that should be done and how to do that sensitively. And we've invested a lot of, in our head office training around, around that leadership style. So we work with what they call themselves a culture consultancy. Um, and we have invested for the last maybe seven or eight years working very closely with this culture consultant around leadership skills, coaching, managing yourself when you're in those very difficult, you know, you're in very difficult situations very high stress often. How can you make sure that you're delivering a message appropriately, managing a team better, working through those really difficult parts of somebody's life often. Um, and again, to focus on the outcome for the client, you know, might be having to have very difficult conversations around a change in care need, um, especially when you're talking about much older adults and towards the end of their life. So it's a huge part of our training function as well as how to deliver a message and how to give feedback and, and really just to teach clients how to be good clients almost. That's the feedback we get. We do lots of um, client workshops in terms of feedback workshops. And the message that we're getting is we don't know how to be a client. This is often our first time experiencing care at home. So if you could tell me what's what I should do to make a carer feel welcomed and, and what I can expect in terms of feedback from you, that's a huge part of that partnership as well between the good care group and the, the client themselves. Fantastic. And, and I, I love that. I love that partnership as well. And go, going back um, a, a few minutes, I also love your assessment as part of your recruitment process as well. Yeah. Um, I think that's really key. And a lot of what you're saying, you know, you talk about the, the culture consultancy. Um, it's all about culture. If you've got that right and, and everything that you're saying across your training about your recruitment process, um, it, it really uses that your culture is just perfect at, at your organisation. We love the concept of nurse-led care. And I know at the beginning of our conversations, you talked about, um, you know, employing an RGN as well as Jane. Can you just tell me about nurse-led care within your organisation as well, please? As I mentioned earlier, we, we have a multidisciplinary team of um, professionals um, and we work for what's called the specialist service. Um, and the nurse-led the nurse care pathway is, is a key part of this. So Hannah mentioned that we've now got two nurses. So we have myself and my colleague, Ashley, who's a registered general nurse. And I provide advice, leadership, and bespoke training to carers and to the operations team about a variety of topics to make sure that everyone's up to date with best practice as it evolves. So I use a mixture of face-to-face -face visits, video calls, emails, and phone calls. Um, I spend quite a bit of time problem solving, um, distressed behaviors and looking really just to improve the quality of life of the person with dementia. Um, I help care managers put together a holistic care plan um, that really goes into detail about the person's life and what their needs are. And I do face-to-face -face visits for my nurse-led clients. Um, so I, on the visit, I would look for any areas of unmet need. 
and do calls with professional carers and yeah problem solve any issues that have come up and um also i guess i spend quite a bit of time with our professional carers um so particularly the carers that work in the nurse led placements um i'll spend time with them looking at bespoke training sometimes um supervision and um, just making sure they've got all the skills and the knowledge that they need really fantastic and and i love that you mentioned about problem solving as well i think you know i'm a nurse and proud to be a nurse in adult social care and it's so diverse isn't it no no one day is is the same um and there is a lot of problem solving and and you can make make decisions um in the best interest of of those of those clients of yours I also love the fact that we keep coming back to to professional carers. Um, I love that concept, and I think I think more organisations should should take on that concept as well. I think probably just one thing I wanted to mention, I suppose, is kind of our mission continues to be to be able to provide care to as many people as possible across across England and Scotland um, and what we're trying to do particularly involving Jane and her specialist team is to be able to provide somebody with quite low level care maybe companionship that move between hourly care through to um, through to kind of a little you know living care having that reassurance that somebody's there overnight and now with Je the support of Jane's team we can continue to look after people as they become much more complex if that is their trajectory um, so people who've got, you know, we need to support with tracheostomy, um, peg feeding, those really clinical tasks that a lot of care providers find themselves struggle, struggling to, to manage safely. We've now got Jane and her team. So we've got, we can really cover that full breadth of, of client base, really. And it, it just means that there's less changing between providers for people and they've got more continuity. So that our mission is, is, you know, to be able to really provide care across that full continuum of care to as many people as possible and and share best practice because some of our services are outside the um, scope of some of some people living in their own homes but what we want to do is make sure that we're um, sharing best practice giving people ideas around how they can improve their own services so that really it's it's we're kind of raising the benchmark across the biz across the sector because i think there's uh, 15,000 living care uh, home care providers across the uk some of them do amazing work some of them could, could do with a bit more support i suppose and um that's really what we want to be able to do we don't want to be exclusive we want to be kind of aspirational i suppose um and i think by sharing best practice and and showing really what is possible to do at home with very little investment um it can be kind of introduction of urinalysis kits which are pennies really through to much more complex technology everything there there is a solution for everything as you've said so well for most things um yeah. and we like to think we can find it so what we would like to see is more people knowing that they can stay at home should that be their wish until the very end of their life if that's their if that's their wish rather than feeling that pressure of making decisions about where they're going to live and what their what their next steps are fantastic i think a really truly inspirational podcast and and thank you for sharing i think it's all about sharing and celebrating best practice as well uh, and the more organizations that can adopt maybe some of the things that you're doing um the, the better a huge thank you to hannah and jane for joining me today
The Outstanding Society is a community interest company. It's free to join and is open to everyone. You don't need to have an outstanding rating to be a member.